Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at taylor at swatradio.com. That's taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at swatradio.com. Well, if you are... Uh, a regular listener to the program, you know that since I didn't say ask at SWATradio.com, that means Doug is not in the studio today. And instead, I am joined uh, in the studio. My father is in here, Anthony Johnson. Uh, So happy to have him in here. He is a former NFL athlete, former NFL chaplain, and currently he is a counselor. You can find out more about his practice at AcaciaGrowthCounseling.com. That's Acacia, A-C-A-C-I-A, GrowthCounseling.com, or you can follow on follow him on Instagram at Acacia underscore counseling. Again, that's at Acacia underscore counseling. Dad, what's up? How's it going today? Going good. It's always... Uh... Always good and fun to be uh, here in the studio with you, man. You know how I know you're getting more comfortable being in here? Why is that? While the intro music was playing, you were still on your phone. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Oh, he's getting, he's, he knows the deal. He knows he's got a little bit more time uh, to go because I think, you know, in the beginning you'd be like just sitting there right there ready to go. Now you're like, yeah, I got a lot more time. Um, well, you know, in the news, you know, Friday is generally a little bit more uh, free-flowing, a little open uh, take calls and stuff like that. So if you would like to call, you know, get some uh, counseling questions uh, asked or ask, get them answered, ask some counseling questions. You can do so again at one eight four four triple seven 777 swat But anyway, uh, so in the news, uh, big news, I guess, here in Jacksonville is what happened with Urban Meyer. You got any uh, thoughts really about that? Yeah, I guess um, my first thought is, uh, and it's just, my perspective, I was kind of surprised uh didn't happen earlier, mm. honestly, um, just because of all the things that were reported uh, that went around, um, you know, that news. Uh, thought, boy, um, I was kind of surprised that they hung on to him this long. So um, other than that, um, boy, I just hope, uh, <laughs> hope somehow – we find uh, the answers that we need to get some wins here in Jacksonville. Yeah, it's uh, funny, you know, getting your perspective, former player, then a chaplain for the for the team. You've been around that organization for a long time, and you know, really since uh, since you played there, yeah, you know, that was their first uh, kind of year that wasn't so great, right? And the books, and you know, there's been uh, intermittent success a few seasons, but yeah, it's been a, a tough drought for uh, the the franchise, especially considering the kind of lightning in a bottle start that 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 they had it's uh kind of disappointing right yeah it is um disappointing uh not only as uh as a fan uh well um you know the part that i played in that was was tough um but uh also just disappointing for them because mm-hmm. uh man the guys uh I, i'm sure there's there's some differences now in, in the the players nowadays and but there's also a lot of similarities, and I know that they invest all that they have into what they're doing, coaches and players alike. And so, um, you know, just you just want the best for them. 
Yeah, and you talking about investing. Obviously, like there's there's big time difference, and I think there's different culturally and and mentally. Uh, but if from when you played, I think they spend a lot more time in the facilities now in the off season than when you were playing, right? Uh, well, part partly that's true. Um, the first couple of years that I was in the league, um, you know, there really wasn't an off season program, and it definitely wasn't necessarily mandated. Uh, you know, that happened, started to happen about halfway through my career, which is uh, mid to late 90s. Um, and so it's, um, but, but even still, I think you're right. Uh, you know, there's a lot more expected, required, uh, even in the CBA, there's, um, you know. That's uh, a collective bargaining collective, agreement, if you yeah. are unaware. Absolutely. For the uninitiated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's a provision for that. And, um, and so, yeah, there's. There's uh without question it's it has gotten to and really this has been yeah about fifteen years now it's gotten to hey this is a full time job and yeah we just play uh you know games in the fall but hey you got to be fully invested year round well yeah because I remember growing up uh in the off season you you had your own workout regiment that you did you had your own training that you that you would do and you'd take us out you know. Uh, with you sometimes just to kind of watch or play or whatever. And I think I remember you even having the liberty to say to um, uh, the the strength and conditioning staff, like, hey, this is what I'm doing here. You can see it, but I'm, this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm not going to be doing, um, you know, kind of what the, the program is. And that's really not the case anymore, though, right? Yeah, as far as I know, um, you know, now it's been four years, but sometimes it's a long time since, um, since I was uh, even chaplain and had a, had a daily presence there, but, um, yeah, I think there's always been, um, you know, kind of a, a, uh, provision, if you will, for a guy to say, Hey, I'm going to do my own thing, but the expectation, and again, even written into the collective bargaining agreement is that, that you would be there and you would be, um, you know, submissive to your employer. Um, but yeah, the, the, you know, I was kind of in that in that uh, transition phase where it went from guys really not having to uh, do much in the off season to, uh, yeah, we're requiring some things for you to do. And I guess if you, if you say, Hey, I'm going to do this, you better produce on the field, right? There better be some, some, uh, evidence. And uh, I uh, think for you, there, there was, you're, you were particularly, are particularly doing speed training. And I think, uh, you know, you talked about, you know, your early, times uh in the league your first few years like feeling just like oh like a stick in the mud and then uh you kind of got with some olympic uh sprinters and stuff and uh, towards the end you were uh keeping uh keeping up with michael bates who won a bronze medal right uh so yeah, I, I don't know that i was quite keeping up with michael bates you, know, you were but... the second guy down the field at least <laughs> that's right yeah no it it definitely had some some great results and and that and that really is and, I, and i'm fully convinced um even now uh, ultimately is about results. Um, you know, if you get results in what you're doing and they're on the up and up and, you know, um, well, re- that, that's really what it's about. And that brings us back to Urban Meyer, you know, um, kind of what, I, you know, personally, uh, I'm, I did meet him, you know, we're talking to Florida a little bit when I was in school and uh, really when I met him, I knew they were never going to offer me anything just because of the way that he acted and so kind of hearing these allegations and stuff that comes out, it's really not a surprise uh, to me, but in college, you know, there's a few different things you're getting great, you know, he's getting great results. And also you're dealing with guys that who haven't maybe come into their maturity in their manhood. Right. 
and then to try to bring that same thing as it sounds like maybe he did into the the pro ranks like <laughs> no that's not going to work especially you got guys who are making a ton of money and they're you, you don't hold the same power over them as like i, I can just get rid of you um and then where, what are you going to do you're not going to have a scholarship and and this and that and so it just really didn't seem like it worked it but the thing that is maybe disappointing to say is that you know his indiscretions with uh, at the bar and his 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 antics on the field. Uh, if he if they were winning, he'd probably still be there. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that, yeah. I don't know. There, there's so many ways you can go with that because <laughs> that's not necessarily a great statement. Um, if what we're seeing, and again, we're 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 like yeah. everybody else. We mm-hmm. don't know what's uh, behind the scenes, and there's there can be a whole lot of things that. Um, that we don't know and don't see, but if it's based on what is presented to us, it certainly seems like uh, there's some significant character issues to deal with, as we all have. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, on that stage, you know, those things are going to get uh, published and seen so much more. But um, yeah, so it's it's just, it's a tough deal. And another way you could take it is that you know uh, you know uh, God created a natural order of things, and His way of acting did not endear him to the people that he was supposed to be leading, right? He, it was a failure of leadership, and, and so people didn't follow him. And so they, with, with that in mind, they were never going to be successful uh, with that being the case. Yeah, and, and, and again, it, see, for me, especially coming from a counseling uh, perspective, I get intrigued when I see things like that. Um, again, not from the standpoint of criticizing or even critiquing, but really to, to peer into because, um, you know, I've mentioned this on air with you before, but, you know, the heart of, of uh, my, our perspective towards uh, counseling and creating change is the idea of competence and how it's married with character. Hmm. And so, um, you know, as you, as you seek to really dig underneath, inside, uh, under the surface of a person's life and you start to touch the, the character issues that will really shore up and expand the person's competence in terms of what they're able to do. And, and uh, sometimes in, in this case, and again, I don't know the details. I don't know urban personally at all, um, but it could be a situation where the competence he experienced and demonstrated in college was taken to another level. Mm. And, you know, that more intense, uh, different type of interpersonal, um, requirements of that revealed some things that you know maybe needed to be worked on hmm. yeah and you know for someone you know who's really unfamiliar with the situation is that for what you've seen there's at least a lesson to be learned for us individually to to take and grasp and say hey okay you know there's a way that leaders are to behave and uh, that obviously was not for that set of people something that was working well and you know there's lessons in that to to be learned just, from, uh, I guess, tangentially or, or how, how, however you would say. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, and, and you know, leadership is, uh, all of us to some degree are leaders, and particularly, uh, you know, based on our audience, we as men uh, are leaders, um, you know, whether we have a family or not, but especially if we do have a family, we are leaders and that's wired into us and wired into our role and our position and so there's a lot to hopefully that we can we can look at what's going on even outside in and, and learn from and take some cues from 
Yeah, that's great. Hey, we are up against the break, so you're going to have to stick with us and stay tuned because we will be back with more. Before we go, we'd like to let you know that we uh, that you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Excuse me, at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk, and you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Angels we have heard on high Sweetly singing o'er the plains And the mountains in reply Echoing their joyous rays Angels we have heard Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. If you are just joining us, I am joined in the studio by Anthony Johnson, who happens to be my father. He is also a former NFL athlete, played for 11 years uh, for a number of teams. He's also a former chaplain for the Jacksonville Jaguars and is currently a counselor. He has a counseling practice, excuse me, practice here in Jacksonville. Acacia Growth Counseling is uh, the name of it, and you can find out more about it at AcaciaGrowthCounseling.com. That's Acacia, A-C-A-C-I-A, GrowthCounseling.com, or you can follow him on Instagram at Acacia underscore counseling. Again, that's at Acacia underscore counseling. If you are just joining us, we were just talking a little bit about um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, kind of what was going on um, with Urban Meyer. But I have another story that I don't know if you uh, got a hold of or saw. There is another story with the Jags. Um, they're t- they have a tight end, uh, Jacob Hollister. And did you see anything about what he's wearing for his cleats? Uh, so he has some uh, customized cleats that are actually pro-life cleats that say, uh, "Mom, moms and babies have equal worth. Mm, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so um, he had a uh, a video come out with live action. Uh, where he was just talking about that. Um, so if you want to go check that out, Live Action has that up on Twitter. Um, so that's pretty cool. That's something that you really you don't see a lot of, uh, you know, in the, in, the, in the NFL as far as, well, first off, you don't see a lot of social activism. I mean, there's, 
you know, Colin Kaepernick and, and stuff like that. But in general, you don't. And then uh, on another level, you don't really see a lot of uh, Christian uh, social activism, um, you know, different than basketball where they're talking about stuff like that all the time, right? But you know, so, yeah, and just wanted to bounce that off of you, see what you thought. Yeah, no, that's a, that's awesome. Yeah, that really is awesome. And I do think uh, I, I'm one I wrestle with, you know, the uh, this was a couple of years ago, I guess, but when, when the whole Colin Kaepernick um, – things and responses came out um you know i do wrestle with uh you know should should uh nfl athletes high profile people you know speak so much about politics or about social issues and this and that and, um and i do think there's an appropriateness to it uh to not but i think there's an appropriateness to it for them to as well and um you know their their voice has a lot of sway and yeah to Charles' point, yes, uh, they're not role models, not compared to parents and compared to the people that are invested in in a young man or woman's life. But um, at the same time, they are, and they can have influence and impact. And so it's neat to hear that uh, he's willing to do that and to to put what he believes strongly in that's in accord with what the Bible teaches, you know, on his cleats. That that's powerful. Yeah, you know, there's. Yeah, I, I guess I'll say it's a mark of our uh, decline. I guess that uh, everything is political, including sports, right? So you, you know, you're talking. You came up in a time where, you know, hey, you don't do that because you're playing a game, and let's just have entertainment. But that's not really the reality anymore. So then there's that grappling with, well, what should it be? It should just be a sport that's fun. But yet there's everything, and little, literally every instance of, of life is political, and let's just, like I said, is a mark of a decline of a society. So. Um, I, I agree with you as far as you just would love to have the purity of the game, but then when the nation is doing what we're doing, murdering babies, I mean, I, I feel like you, you got to st- stand up and say something um, regardless, you know? Yeah, without question, and that, that's that's interesting. Uh, well, that could be a, a whole podcast or a whole segment <laughs> for sure on that because, um, you know, we're we're in a in, – in, in my um, – my generation was, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see what historians like yourself look back on this time and see, but it feels like uh, my generation was really part of a transition that we didn't really see, and I'm still getting a glimpse of what's really happened, you know, in the last 30 years, 40 years, um, until hindsight, but, um, you know, it's a different world, right? We, mm-hmm. We're fine, I think we're the the uh, blinders have finally been taken off hopefully for enough of us uh, you know in 2020 but it's a different world and it's not just america the beautiful it's a it's a war mm. out there you know it's there's things that are, it's not a you know it's not a yet it's not uh guns and and uh bombs and stuff like that but there's a social war that has long been taking place and i know people in my generation or at least i feel like man i'm i'm finally seeing it mm-hmm. right and so so all that to say um man any way that we can uh, appropriately fire for the sake of what's good and right and ultimately for the sake of what is biblical and for the name of god whether it's cleats or whether it's a comment or whether it's wearing something on the back of your helmet or whatever it is yeah man i'm i'm for it we need it we need every we need every soldier to stand up without question. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. That, um, that is, oh, look at that. We have a caller, Jim. Jim, how are you doing today? Good. How are you good gentlemen doing today? Doing well. Where are you calling from, Jim? Jacksonville. Awesome, awesome. Well, what's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind is um, you're talking about politics there and an a NFL player putting right to life on cleats there. And I get that. That's great. But I think what's happened a lot is they've turned a morality issue, which is the right to defense of the unborn life and the life of, of a child in a mother's womb, into a political issue. And really what it is is it's a morality issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, I look at, when I think about politics, I'm thinking about, you know, issues, things like that there. And when an employee of any organization starts to um, speak out about those places in, a, in, in their workplace there, to me that's what makes me uncomfortable because I can't go to my workplace and stand up on the desk and say, you know, I'm for this political issue because they're going to can me. And I just I don't think that the right to life, you know, it should be what it is there. It's murder. It's, it's, it's a moral issue. It's not a political issue. And yeah, and I'm hoping and praying for this, this ruling yeah. next year. Yeah, I hear you. And I think there is, um, I, well, my generation, I guess, would look at it a little bit different as far as um, politics and morality. I think right now people are, the political divide, the political um, question here is not really so much about issues, but it's about worldview. And thus it's about morality as well. And so that's what I was saying about the, the decline of the culture, that everything has become political in that the worldview it's, it's really what we're seeing as a worldview clash and a morality clash. Um, so I do agree with you um, about that. And then as far as um, being able to say stuff uh, that, you know, you maybe wouldn't be able to do at your job, you know, an NFL football player is a unique position in that you do have a little bit of, of sway in that way. And if you're able to use that for some good, I, I think that's that's a positive thing. Yeah, it's, it's a, but the thing is, is in the secular world we live in, you're going to upset somebody. If you if you stand up there and say, you know, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, which he is to me, or you kneel at the end zone and, you know, you do a Tim Tebow where you got John 3.16 under your eyes there, and you're always putting God first, and you can, you know, uh, offend the secular. So it's it's a really tricky. You don't mind me asking what generation you're from, do you? Yeah, I'm a millennial. Millennial? Yeah. Okay. I, I was, I'm a little older than a millennial. I'm either the very beginning of the X or very end of the boomer. So, okay. I've, I've seen a lot of changes over the years. And it's, you know, when they removed God from the classroom, the mm-hmm. Pledge of Allegiance from the classroom, prayer from the classroom, it's been just a steady downhill roll. Yeah, and there's actually, um, you know, st- st- excuse me, statistics to back that up as far as the decline in uh, not only obviously on, not just in morality, but as- actually in, in intelligence and, and, and uh, vocabulary and being able to grasp things. So it is definitely uh, an issue. You know, I have a you, you said something about making people upset. Do you think that that's a, a bad thing um, for like if, you know, having John 316 upset somebody, do you think? then a Christian should not 
uh, put that on on their uh, eye patch or whatever, what have you? No, I, I I don't think that because you know to 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 spread the gospel is, is one of the Jesus's commands there, and I know that if I spread the gospel there or if I talk about Jesus Christ to somebody that doesn't want or is not receptive there, that they're going to get upset, but. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's one of those things where you're 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 either walking on very thick ice or you're walking on very thin ice, and it just depends on the individual's receptivity to the gospel. And some people are just going to find a secular reason to to, to boo everything. Mm. Just, yeah, that's it. I, Go ahead, Jim. It's a difficult difficult walk. Yeah, I, I appreciate. Uh you identifying that and uh, appreciate your perspective on that because because that's absolutely true and um you know i i think of it as you were talking um not necessarily in the analogy of ice but as a trying to walk on the razor's edge i mean it it's it's uh you know one side or the other and it's kind of difficult to to navigate and you staying where you are you may get sliced right um <laughs> yes sir and and I believe that that is part of the crux that, that really uh, stands out to me in the things that you bring up. And, re- again, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, it seems like I, I've been reading uh, Fox's books, Book of Martyrs. And, you know, there was a time when um, the expectation as a Christian, not just um, in understanding, you know, what Jesus says about, you know, suffering and persecution, but and, and not just, you know, uh, hearing it maybe in a message at church or in a community, but um, but living it. That was a reality for them. And, and I think that's part of what, at least for me, feels challenging, that there's a reality to walking with Christ that necessarily puts you against the enemy and against the world, and that can be really uncomfortable. Y- yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I would agree with that statement. I mean... America's we're a divided country right now and it mm-hmm. seems like there's a real struggle right now and it seems to be good versus evil. Yep. And, uh, yep, that is that is the case. I agree with you there, Jim. Jim, we are so appreciative of you calling in. We are up against the uh the news break. Um so yeah, we we love glad that you called in. You did a great job. Really enjoyed talking with you. We are up against the news break though, so we will be back with more after the news. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That is Joy to the World by the Pentatonics. If you are just joining us, Doug is out of the studio today. Um, and this is the last live program that we will be having uh, until after uh, the the new year. Um, so next week we will have a, a slew of um, rebroadcasts. If you would like to tune in, well, we will have Jeff Wells um, from... Uh, Woods excuse me, Wood Woods Woods Edge. There we go. Church in Houston uh, on Monday. On Tuesday, we'll have Dr. Albert Moeller um, from Southern Baptist Seminary. Um, these again are replays. Uh, Wednesday, we have Dr. Kent Hughes. He's a pastor, author, uh, and he's the author of Disciples of a Godly Man or Disciplines of a Godly Man. Excuse me. On Thursday, we'll have the rebroadcast of Tunch Ilkin, pastor and former NFL football player who has recently uh, passed away. And then on Friday, we will have Phil Johnson from Grace to You. So those are going to be a few uh, rebroadcasts that we will have in the week coming up. Um, and then for the next two weeks after that, we will have rebroadcasts as well. Uh, I am joined in the studio by my father, Anthony Johnson. He is a uh, counselor. If you would like to learn more about his counseling practice, you can go to AcaciaGrowthCounseling.com. That's Acacia, A-C-A-C-I-A, GrowthCounseling.com, or you can follow Follow him on Instagram at Acacia underscore counseling. That is at Acacia underscore counseling. Well, we just had a great call from Jim before the break, and we have another caller on the line, Gil. Gil, how's it going? How's it going, Taylor? Good. Doing well. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm laughing. Well, I want to talk about a couple of things. I'm laughing because when you're on when I'm on hold, I can um, you know, before the break I was on hold. And I can hear the conversation between you and your father. And you said, okay, we got Gil on the line. He's a Democrat. So here we go. <laughs> I didn't know that you could hear that. That's, that's funny. Yes, <laughs> okay, dad, we got a Democrat coming up. So just, just hang on to the chair. It's not going to like, he's one of those tree hugging liberals. So no, gotta, no, no. <laughs> I was just, I was, uh, I was thinking that you probably uh, had something to say about uh, what I said about the political divide and breaking down to morals and stuff. I, I figured you'd have a different perspective on that. Well, two things. One thing I wanted to do was thank the guys from SWAT from our, our annual Christmas party. I was doing, I was working with four ministries and, and I'm um, collecting clothing too for um, recently released prisons to get them clothes and two homeless shelters. And I thought that maybe I would get two or three bags of clothes um, from the SWAT guys. I asked them to bring clothes oh, yeah, to get together, and I would collect them. But man, it, 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 I had an SUV and it was completely filled. So you know, we're talking about political divide and all this stuff. But when it comes to the heart of giving and loving mm-hmm. people, um, Democrat, Republican, even tree hugging liberals like me, I mean, <laughs> I mean, so many guys just really care and donate. I just wanted to thank the guys. I know there's another event coming up tomorrow. Um, and um, I think it's a food giveaway, and yep. some of the guys are meeting at Salem Center who who forgot to bring the clothes to the event on Monday. So I'll be there tomorrow also, and if they bring their bags of clothes, I'll take them tomorrow and um, make sure they're distributed because the clothes, I mean, it, it loaded up my SUV, and, and a lot of those clothes are already gone. They are uh, out. People are wearing them that really need them, especially this time of year. So. I just want the guys of SWAT to know that they made a tremendous contribution to this community for people in need. It's something that SWAT does all the time. Yeah, that's awesome. So and, and if you missed that and want to give on on Sun, or excuse me, Saturday tomorrow, um, the Salem Center here in the morning, uh, you'll have another opportunity to do that. And are you taking stuff from anywhere else, Gil? Like, are they dropping off at any churches or anything like that? Um, well, I'm just working through one minister who works um, with those with four different organizations. So. Okay. 
I'm, I'll take. If they have other things, they can just contact me, and I can. If you know, they have enough for it, I'll come by the home or whatever and pick it up. So it really doesn't matter, you know. Okay, yeah, just whatever the, it takes to get the clothes to them. Sure. Yeah, we'll have. Uh, if if you would like to to donate some clothes, go to uh, www.swatradio.com um, and just put in that that's what you would like to do, um, and uh, Doug will get the contact information and everything set up between you two. So anyway, uh, yeah. So yeah. Gil, what were you thinking? Uh, what, what were you thinking during that last call? Well, one thing you said, you said, well, you know, protesting is okay if it's done for good. Now, what is for good is what people are going to object to, even Christian good. I mean, you think about um, people doing George Floyd protests. Okay, a police officer putting his neck on someone, knee on someone's neck for nine minutes. Now, I'm a retired police officer, worked for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Some things... Um, you know, just need to be light needs to be brought to. Mm-hmm. I mean, those type of things don't happen every day, but sometimes police officers can be heavy handed. And sometimes these things happen and bring into a protest and, and generational. You're talking about you and your father. And I'm thinking about I just had a conversation about the time before your father's time. We were talking about um, Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain, how mm-hmm. the Boston Celtics traveled out of town and the black players on the Celtics could not eat in the hotel um, restaurant. And Bill Russell told Red Auerbach, well, I'm going to leave since I can't eat in the restaurant. And Red Auerbach made a rage and said, okay, the owner said you can eat in his room with him. He said, no, no, I want to eat in the restaurant. A couple hours later, he came back and said, okay, you can eat in the restaurant. And Bill Russell said, well, that's not good enough. I want all of the black players to be able to eat in the restaurant. And so then he came back. He said, okay, Bill, you can do that. Even other black players. And Bill Russell threw it back. He said, that's still not good enough. Once the Celtics leave, we want other black people staying at this hotel, anybody to be able to eat in the restaurant. So within a matter of hours, he completely desegregated a restaurant. And that type of activism, it wasn't on television. There wasn't a large protest march. But, you know, some things that, you know, athletes, like you said, they do have a platform. And um, to protest these things, I think, is good to bring attention to it, bring attention to it. Um, you know, the things that are just wrong, even when you're talking about Urban Meyer, you know, it's not a social issue, but I mean, he was just doing things that were wrong and, mm-hmm. and, and that needed to change. And it was the kicker that brought light to it and a lot of other things. And like your father said, you know, I'm, I'm like your father, your father said it should have happened, you know, a long time ago, but you know, but, but even like Chauvin, the officer who put his knee on George Floyd or Urban Meyer or, or anybody who, and myself included looking at my past, um, you know, a, a man can change when he comes to Christ. Those mm. things can be different, even for Chauvin. I'm glad that even though he, he killed George Floyd, I was, I was kind of relieved that he wasn't sentenced to death because um, if he does find Christ, he could minister to so many people who do not know Christ. Mm. So, I mean, just so many different opportunities for people to change and still um, share the Word of God. And I think athletics sometimes can be an important venue for that because they do have the attention of um, of so many people. Yeah, and you know, I wonder you, what your father thought about that. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll let him talk. But you you mentioned protest, and I, I hadn't really been thinking of it as a protest, but as a statement. But you're right; it is a form of protest, and I think that um, protesting, when done, you know, well and, and correctly, there's obviously a way to do it and a way not to do it. Um, and you know, I don't know enough about protesting to really draw that line, but then it is effective, especially if it's a, a of an athlete. But yeah, go ahead, Dad. Yeah, but I think about, also I think about somebody like, I know your father's familiar with Jim Brown. Mm-hmm. He was active in, in assisting Muhammad Ali and his rights and so many people, but Jim Brown never did it in uniform. When he was in uniform, he was representing the Cleveland Browns as a team. 
So I think unless the entire team is on board with it, you know, I kind of question, should it be done in uniform when you're representing the owner, the NFL, the team? You want to make sure that when you have that uniform on that you all are representing the same thing. So maybe during the off time, I think LeBron James does more of that, you know, not, you know, when he's on the basketball court, but in his personal life um, to do that. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of torn between that. Not really quite sure about that. Yeah, that's you, Gil. I appreciate uh, you bringing uh, some of those thoughts up and, and your perspective uh, and and your experience. Um, and and I, I'm just I'm caught with um, something we we spoke about a little bit earlier in regard to Urban Meyer um, in in the sense of results. You know, I think about um, really some of the last words that uh, that John wrote. Uh, Jesus saying, and that was, "Behold, I'm coming quickly to give to every man according to what he has done." And and I think about that um, in light of some of the things that you brought up, because in the end, what we want to do as Christians, no matter well, no matter what our politics are, and no matter what our uh, assignments uh, occupationally and so on, um, you know, we we want to be representing Christ, and we want to be demonstrating the spirit of God in the hearts of men through us as we engage with others. And, and ultimately, ideally, uh, appreciated your heart, uh, when it came to the officer, uh, that he, he didn't get a life sentence so that he could find a way to come to know Christ. I mean, when it comes down to it, those are the results that we should be looking for, finding ways and being diligent about finding ways to, uh, be a part of again, no matter where we come from or what our perspective is, um, you know. So that, that just stood out to me. Um, and then specifically, what you're saying about um, athletes and and how they represent and whether they should wear you know the uniform or not. Um, yeah, I think there's some some matter of conscience there. Um, I, I think um, you know what you what you say uh, has some merit in terms of you know, am I representing? Uh, you know the Jacksonville Jaguars and are representing uh, the, my teammates and so on and so forth. Um, I guess to to the point I was just making to ultimately, uh, I think it's it do us well as Christians to remember consciously and specifically, maybe even write it out that we represent the name of Jesus Christ and we represent God the Father and the body of Christ uh, here on earth. And so, um, you know that can be. Uh, ultimately what generates and, and drives the results that hopefully we're looking for to to uh, glorify the name. Yeah, you're right. And I just, I think sometimes, well, not sometimes, a lot, even within within Christians, sometimes we'll, we'll look at a social issue and think it's, is it something that's godly? And quite often our decision on that is not necessarily what is in Scripture, but a lot has to do with our own political view. And we tend to think that whatever political view we have, that, that, is, that it is Christian-like, and it's, not, and it's not always. But then again, the way we read and interpret the Bible is different also. So those different perspectives come into every aspect of our lives. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's a great point. And, and being a, a counselor and, again, who one who has been studying um, the psychology uh, of the way that God put us together, um, all, all the ways that we engage and in, in all the things that we decide to do 
come from within us. Um, they come from who we are in our character, and and uh, that can be really um, scary, I think, at some points, uh, depending on where you are in that understanding, but also very empowering uh, to realize that, you know, the inside generates the outside. All right. Gil, love when okay, you call in, so man. Yeah, really appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you uh, at the start of the year, the new year. And see, actually, I might see you tomorrow, so hopefully we'll be able okay. to see you tomorrow. So um, thanks That'll for calling in. We are up against the break, so we will be back with more after the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, Doug is out for the day, and thus he is out for the rest of the year. Isn't that crazy? We will be running uh, replays, uh, rebroadcasts, I guess I should say, for the next um, three weeks. And I can tell you the schedule for next week. I can't tell you the schedule for the two weeks after that. Um, But we will, on Monday, have a rebroadcast of Jeff Wells. He's a pastor from Woods Edge Church in Houston. On Tuesday, we have Dr. Albert Moeller from uh, the Southern Baptist Seminary. Uh, on Wednesday, Dr. Kent Hughes, pastor and author. Um, on Thursday, we have Tunch Ilkin, pastor and former NFL football player, um, now deceased uh, recently. Um, he's gone to be with the Lord. Uh, but Friday, we will have Phil Johnson from, uh, from Grace to You. And like I said, Doug is out, so I have Anthony Johnson in the studio with me. He is a counselor. You can find out more about him. Uh, also, he's my father. You should know by the, the name by now, right? Um, AcaciaGrowthCounseling.com is the website. Acacia, A-C-A-C-I-A, GrowthCounseling.com. And you can follow him on Instagram at Acacia underscore counseling. Again, that's at Acacia underscore counseling. We have had a two callers um, 
One frequent caller, great SWAT brother, Gil, called in, and we had a great conversation with him. We also had Jim call in. If you would like to call and join the discussion, you can call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at, or excuse me, at taylor at SWATradio.com. That's taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at SWATradio.com. I do have a question from there, but before that, I just wanted to finish up with uh, what Gil was saying. You know, it's always good like you were saying in the break to have other perspectives and and unique perspectives just different people that you can talk to to get that and you know he was saying something there about representing you know the nfl your owner the owner of the team and and the organization itself and you know i think for me that that comes down to a little bit of that generational difference that i was talking about how things have broken down uh so far because there was a time right where and, and then what you were saying about how to reach people, there was a time where that just would not play because people understood the 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 importance of cohesion and, and a bond and stuff like that. And so it would be something that you would do outside of the playing field. Now, you know, the social cohesion is is gone, and so there's really that that vacuum where that does actually play to uh, you know have something on your cleats or or to speak uh, like that. So you know that was just kind of what I was thinking about when he was talking about how, unfortunately, that's kind of where we're at now. And I think, you know, that that, that the way Jim Brown did things and the way uh, Bill Russell did things, like, that was effective in its time. And I think it, it would probably be better if we were still like that. But, you know, I don't fault guys now because that's just not the, the same reality. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. No, that's a great point. It, 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 it prompts me on something I don't take too long on it, but um, and this is my perspective as I read the Bible as a whole. Um, it seems like, uh, you know, the early part of the text, um, you know, Genesis, Exodus, the first five, Pentateuch, um, was was speaking primarily to individuals, and it moved into the time of the judges mm. and, and uh, seeing um, and speaking to kind of the, the, the nation, the national aspect of Israel and the people of God and so on, and and obviously, a lot of that seemed to carry over into what Christ accomplished and, and the reason he accomplished it, to build his church. And so much of the epistles are speaking to us collectively and as in community. And it seems like, again, this is my perspective, that uh, Revelation kind of switches to speaking more to the individual. Mm. Um, you know, a couple of specific passages come knock, out. But, you know, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Yeah, if any man, mm-hmm. um, you know, hears and opens the door, I'll come in. Um, and then uh, Revelation twenty two ten and 11 speaks specifically to let the one who does wrong still do wrong, so on and so forth. Let the one who's holy still give himself holy. Uh, anyway, the point of that is um, it's it seems like that fits into a lot of what, again, my generation seems to have experienced, that there was this corporate sense, this, this community sense, um, and you didn't buck that. You didn't challenge that. It wasn't. It didn't have to be challenged in kind of your experience. And you represent the team. You represent so on. So, um, but but now as you just talk about this uh, social social deconstruction that has taken place, it seems like you've got to remind yourself, or maybe remind others who you are. Mm-hmm. You, you represent yourself as a man, as a child of God. You, you represent yourself as a the leader of a family, if you're a man, um, and you have a wife and kids, um, and, and just kind of go from there. And 
again, that's my take on it. It just seems like that's very necessary and appropriate in the milieu that we mm-hmm. live in right now. Yeah, and you know, again, it's unfortunate that it's broke down to that that uh, the, to where it has, and, and you can, you know, there's people, there's a whole bunch of blame to go around as far as that goes, and and the fact of the matter is, we as a culture have not kept those safeguards and that those bonds of fellowship uh, together for for generations. You know. Yeah, and I, and I just say real quick, um, speaking to blame, obviously, all of us have a part. Um, you know, in that if even if it's just not being aware, mm. uh, not being alert as we're challenged and exhorted by Christ to be. Um, but specifically, that blame always ends and lands where it always has. And that's on Satan. Mm. Um, and, and I believe he's part of that. And I have a different perspective uh, in terms of eschatology. But I, I believe a lot of what we're seeing is is sowing deception in uh, all these facets of what we're experiencing. And, you know, that would be like a whole program in and of itself. But we do have a great question that I think uh, we, we got to hit on before we go. And this question could be a question unto itself or a, a program unto itself as well. So, uh, but let's get into it because it is the holidays. And um, the question is, how do we as believers deal with relational challenges over the holidays? Do we ignore them and enjoy the holiday or do we dive into them and watch the sparks fly if they may? Mm, what a question. I'd love, to, <laughs> I'd love to understand where that comes from, but I think I get a an idea. Um, that's a that's a tough one, uh, and it, it feels like uh, there's a continuum of, you know, is it is it sparks, you know, or is it uh, the other? Um, you know, there's there's part of part of that. The essence of that to me is um to learn to or grow to embrace uh, where you are uh, from the standpoint of, um, you know, all of us have come from some type of um, developmental background and there's good and bad in all of what we've experienced. And, uh, and sometimes there can be a, um, an effort to uh, erase or, um, or to get out of, um, certain aspects of that that are that are sometimes difficult, um, and there's an appropriateness if uh, things are too triggering or uh, if things are just too inflamed to remove yourself from from mm. that um, or to not put yourself in that situation. Um, so there there is a, a wisdom in that. At the same time, um, whether it's to remove yourself from that or to engage in that and you know, try to make the most of it, um, that can be an opportunity and is ultimately an opportunity to, and I believe, I believe from God's standpoint and specifically the counselor who resides in us, to make us aware of areas in our lives that God is intending and desiring to work on and ultimately to transform. Mm. Uh, you know, sometimes those sparks, you know, that, those incendiary um, experiences are things that we that we want to just avoid. And again, there's some appropriateness depending on your situation. But um, but at the same time, they can be things that are saying, "Oh, you know, this is this is something that we need to lean into. We need to work on, or maybe we need to get some help with." Yeah, 
And, you know, and I would say also, too, is like I think the goal in, in, in my mind, and I'm not a counselor, but is reconciliation. Right. And, and to especially when you're talking about relational stuff, I'm thinking more towards family stuff. Right. And and I think, you know, talking about that incendiary thing that happens, you know, in, let's say in, in a course of conversation and and, you know, who you're talking to gets inflamed. I, I would imagine that, you know, talking about areas for growth, you know, you might have said some things to inflame it, but that that's God showing like, hey, there is real hurt here. And if you're trying to reconcile with a family member or with a brother, and you know some things are irreconcilable, right? Like uh, that is a possibility, but that it is like, hey, there's hurt here. I I I don't want to win the argument for the sake of the relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, winning the argument can can be losing in all kinds of ways, not just between interpersonally, but intrapersonally as well in the individual. So, and I'll just say for me personally, that is that is a tough. Thing to do i'm very uh you know like, let's talk about the issue and i i'm i can remove myself i feel like from really kind of getting emotionally connected to my i mean i do obviously and i'll miss sometimes that you know i'm really aggravating or aggri- grieving somebody you know by what i think is just you know kind of we're having a fun little you know talk about the issues right um so you know just throwing that out there yeah for sure and and, and that 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 begs another thought um you know the things that, and the question. I love the question. I, I just because it, it, it creates so many avenues of. I told you, could have been a whole program. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so uh, whoever um, you know asked that question, a wonderful uh, question to present. And yet, I also understand that there's um, some emotion and some problem, maybe some deep uh, pain or, or issues there. And and uh, and really, as you bring your specific reality before God, just be alert to not only what he's going to want to do between whomever the issue is, but specifically what he's trying to do in you, because ultimately it's about conforming. Mm. He's going to conform us to the image of Christ and we get the pleasure and opportunity to work out, so to speak, our salvation with fear and trembling because he's working in us according to his will. So, yeah, I think that's that's great to end it on there. It's about really following uh, the prompting of, of God in those situations. All right, you have been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Have a great holiday. We will be back after the new year. Join us weekdays when we get back at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great Christmas. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening 